My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the Six Figure Podcast Rebels. It's Britt here again, and we have a super exciting guest coming on today, Tiffany Ann Botcher, CEO of Botcher Business Man- uh, Management Agency and the host of Service-Based Business Society Podcast. Tiffany Ann is a mother of three children, children juggling a life as a mom and a business owner. You know, so we're gonna have some great conversation within that alone. We'll talk about the responsibilities and how she, how she juggles, you know, life and and business at the same time, with being an owner of a business. So we're gonna have some great takeaways within that conversation alone. I know that a lot of us can relate to that. So I think it's gonna be great. Thanks so much, Tiffany, for jumping on. How's it going? Awesome. Thanks, Brittany. Thanks so much for having me. Of course, of course. So, you know, before we really dive into any of the interview questions, talking about the podcast and your business, you know, do you mind just going ahead and telling us a bit of your background? How did you get to where you are today? Because you're doing amazing and, you know, juggling life and being a mom and running a business and a pod, having a podcast of your own, like this is all a very, very busy life for you. So how do you go about juggling all that? And tell us a little bit of your background, because I think you're doing fantastic. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah. You know, it is a bit, it is definitely some serious juggling, um, but all in good fun. And, you know, I think as long as you're having, having a good time, that's, it's, that's really the, the main focus. And one of the pieces, you know, I, I worked in corporate for a long time. And so when I made the exit from corporate, it really was to spend more time with my kids and make a change. I felt like I was really part of the old boys club and uh, just really wanted to do my own thing and meet some incredible people. And so I've, I've been successful in doing that. And so spending the time with my kids has been just truly rewarding. So that's really been the motivation for my shift. But um, when I started my university degree, I actually had initially zero intention of going back to university. I was an extremely competitive uh, person um, doing horseback riding and, you know, wanted to make the, I'm a Canadian to the Canadian team. And there was, you know, that was really, I was all in on that. And I was actually in a really serious car accident and could no longer do that. And so, you know, I, I really took all of my drive to win, if you will, I was super competitive at that point in my life, still am, but, um, and, and kind of went all in on something else. So decided to go back to school. And um, so when I went back to school, you know, I was your average university student. Um, I worked nights in a, a bar to make to pay my way and uh, went back to school. And by the time I had graduated, um, you know, I had two kids and, and whatever else. So it was a super busy four years um, finishing university and having two kids. And then I, I actually decided to go back to school when I was pregnant with my third um, and finished my MBA just last year. So I feel like it's almost just the routine of being super busy. And so when I finished school, I started the podcast. So it kind of like, I just took the school time and swapped it over to podcasting time. Um, and I, I absolutely love the podcasting. It's one of my favorite parts of my business. So, um, you know, and the rest was really just, the rest was history. I, 
just love what I'm doing. And so that's really been um, a major driver. I was on mute. Sorry, you guys. <laughs> so I was just going to mention, you know, it's just, it's, your story is beautiful. And I think it's so important, you know, doing something you're passionate about, you know, and making the most of it. So that's incredible. Now, what do you love so much about podcasting? Do you want to touch on that a bit? What is your favorite sure. part? What are some wins? You know, the part I love about podcasting is that I get to have amazing conversations with people and take the time to really dive into what you're passionate about. I find social media, you get to see, you you know, you're observing someone's story or someone's life, um, but you're really in that kind of like audience role of just kind of watching what's going on. Um, and with podcasting, you get to ask those questions. And I've found that I've actually connected with people who I wouldn't normally, you know, either someone who works very similar um, industry to, to myself. So maybe, you know, in terms of like sales would be more of a competitor or people who are, you know, offering different services into like the business entrepreneurship space that I would have never otherwise met. And, you know, I've developed some great relationships with guests from the podcast. I've worked with some of them. I've recommended some to clients who have gone on to use their services. And I, I just think it's this truly wonderful way of meeting and connecting with people and getting that chance to just sit and chat, you know, um, and, and really kind of dive into what makes them um, interested in their business and, and what they bring to the space. So that, that is truly my favorite part. Love it. Yeah. It's incredible. The connections you can make along the way, right? Like mm -hmm. I honestly don't think anyone can make the connections that they do unless they have a podcast really. And I honestly believe that every single business owner entrepreneur should really start a podcast because it just opens so many opportunities and doors that you never would have even imagined. So totally relate with you there. Yeah. One of the things when I went back, when I started working in the bar, I was so shy. So like, I, I really could not speak. And so the thought of like walking up to like a group of people and, and being like, Hey, how's it going? Was this was not something that I was comfortable with, but when it's right. part of your job, it really, it's like, Oh, I just, I just need to do it. You know, you have this reason to, to walk up to the table. They're not kind of looking at you like, Hey, what are you, why are you here? Um, and so, you know, it was, it, confidence is really a practice skill. And so by, you know, almost forcing yourself to be uncomfortable and back then it was, you know, in the bar talking to random people, it gets to the point where it's just normal. It's the same thing with podcasting. You know, it, it gets you to talk to new people and, and share your story and their story and, and whatnot. And so I think that that really is almost the growth and progression of that same piece is, is being willing to be uncomfortable, but almost being more willing because it's part of your job. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with, you You know, breaking out of your comfort zone and growing. Like I, I know that a lot of people are afraid to, because that, you know, a lot of introverts are, are, you know, nervous speaking and this and that are really critical on them themselves. And, uh, you know, I know when I first did my first episode, I, oh my gosh, it was terrible, but <laughs> I would have never, I would have just kept pushing it off, pushing it off, pushing it off, trying to be perfect at it. And had I not like gone ahead and just dived in, like it would have held me back so much. So I think just exactly what you're saying, break out of that comfort zone. It just will help you grow. And, um, it's, it's definitely worth it. So 
You know, it's interesting, you know, when you were talking about kind of um, feeling insecure and and almost like judging yourself, it's, you know, when you do a guest episode, like we're doing right now, our, so on my podcast, we alternate, I do an individual episode and then a guest episode. And, you know, when you do the guest episodes, well, you get going, having a conversation and you don't really think about it. Right. And then when you are doing the individual episode, it's a lot easier to be like, oh, I'm just going to stop. And like, you wouldn't say to the guest, Hey, just a minute. I want to go back and just can we re-record that part? And, you know, but when you're doing it yourself, you totally can have that moment of like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said it like that and, and, and whatnot. So it is definitely, you know, something you get used to. And like you said, first episodes, you just have to start because no one is great their first episode. (laughs) Nobody. And the biggest thing is like, no one will notice as much as you do yourself and no one's going to care. So it's like, you just got to get that out of your head that, oh, everyone's going to notice this little mistake, you know, just roll with it and have fun. So, uh, yeah, totally relating with you there. (laughs) Yeah. 100%. So tell me, um, Tiffany, and what did you, you know, what were your intentions with starting the podcast? um, And what were the like, actions that you took to go ahead and start it? Yeah, so I actually had someone come who was on my Facebook page, and and she was talking about um, helping manage a podcast. Um, And so I knew that I had so many things going on, um, you know, launching my business. And, you know, I was very actively blogging and and really trying to, I was new to the space. Um, I had been in corporate and so I didn't, you know, I use social media for like my own personal purposes or whatever, sharing my kids and stuff with family, but that was about it. And so I really wanted to be kind of everywhere and, and find my place. And so, um, you know, when she was talking about managing this podcast and helping get it going, I, I, it's one of the very few things in my business that I said, like, Hey, I'm going to actually just pay and, and work with someone because I want it to get like, you know, I want it to get released on time every week and I don't want to worry right. about it. And so, um, it was one of the things, very few things that I, I really just decided I was going to jump and work with someone. And I actually do, we do it now, um, you know, within our agency, we don't, um, work with anyone externally anymore. Um, but it was, I think it was the way of me saying like, Hey, I, I can do this if I have a little bit of help. Right. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's great to have that help as well. It, you know, it makes things easier and get some stuff off your plate and also like it gets done then. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of people don't want to put that extra pressure on their plate and take on that extra task, but you know, when, when, when you have that help, it's just, it makes things a lot easier. So that's great. Um, so what would you say some of the biggest challenges with the podcast are? So when you have three kids, I call it a uh, recording roulette. And same thing with, you know, if you're doing like live on social media or podcasts or whatever, um, it just seems like every once in a while, as much as I always try to schedule around, like when my kids are in school or whatever, um, you know, even today we have a pro D day. And so uh, kids are all home and it's like, oh man, like, I feel like between, uh, because we're in Canada, between like the Queen's birthday and pro D days and Canadian Thanksgiving, kids have not had a full week of school in as long long as I can remember. (laughs) And so, um, you know, I just, that's, that's the challenge is when you're like, okay, guys, we're recording now. So like, and and I always just, that's the the recording roulette, biggest challenge, 100%. Right. Right. Gotcha. And yeah, no, totally. Kids have not like, I know here in Canada uh, where I'm visiting right now, I'm also from Canada, everybody. So um, I know that all my friends, kids, you know, they started, a lot of them started school like two days 
before the weekend. So they had a really short to begin mm-hmm. week to, to begin with. And then, yeah, like you said, Thanksgiving and all the holidays and PD days, like you got a lot of extra time with the kids at home. Right. So it can be, it can be difficult to uh, stay on board with everything else with business, you know? It's the, it's the easiest thing to be like, oh, I shouldn't do it right now. Um, I was supposed to go live. I had, I, we launched a new service in our business and I wanted to do a live and really kind of talk about it. And so I was, it was supposed to be on the Monday and I was like, okay, I'm going to go live. And for, you know, every time I was about to hit that go live button, it was like, oh, I have 10 minutes till my next meeting, or I have 10 minutes till I have to do this or 10. And so, and then in the end, the only time I really had was when all three kids were home. And I was like, you know, I could use this as a like, Hey, I just, it's just not going to work out today. I'm like, or I can do the recording roulette, you know, put the kids, um, uh, you know, make sure that everybody's good. Um, my oldest, my nine-year-old is super helpful. So, um, you know, the kids are all safe and happy and whatever, and just making my, my thing is the only I'm going to do the bust in, <laughs> right, <laughs> you know? And right. so, um, so, but it all worked out. And in that moment, I was like, okay, but I did it. And, and it's that moment of like, I did not use it as an excuse. I just made it happen. Got it done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I hear ya. So, you know, we were talking a bit before the interview and the pre-interview about, you know, scaling without the stress. How do you go about doing that within your business? So, you know, our huge focus is on optimization and automation and um, really looking for small changes. I think, you know, everyone looks for big, big things. And I always refer it back to, you know, if you have ever spent any amount of your time working out in the gym, um, you know, it's like, if you're, if you're committed to like a five day a week workout routine, when you're in that routine, you couldn't imagine not doing it. It's just part of your routine. It's part of your life. Um, but when you're not, when you're not working out and someone says, Oh, you need to get to the gym five days a week. You look at your calendar and you're like, that is, how am I going to fit it in? It would never, like, it's not possible. I can't fit it in. Um, and you like, and so it's not necessarily looking for, you know, huge, big, big shifts. It's really looking for, you know, 20 minutes of optimization here, 20 minutes of optimization there, and, and then setting up the processes and systems so that your business can run consistently, um, and offer that great client experience, making sure that you can still, you know, juggle kids and pro D days and all of these things, but that your business keeps running. That's a big focus for us. Absolutely. And what is your client? I, you know, one of the questions I wanted to ask you is how to, how do you go about your client acquisition? Yeah. So, you know, we work with clients in three ways. And so I think that that, you know, each acquisition method really is dependent on how we work. So we do a full business mentorship program. And so that is very hands off the business. Usually um, people earlier on in their business journey, less, um, you know, budget to work with really wanting that guidance and mentorship. So um, through that is a lot of social media, um, a lot of different, mm-hmm. um, you know, I do a fair bit of speaking at different events and whatnot. I'm actually traveling to uh, Texas next week. Um, Amazing. So, yeah. So we have the, um, that's really for the business mentorship piece. And then a lot of referrals come in from that. It's actually a year long program. So as people are growing and their businesses are improving, then people are like, Hey, what's going on with your business? What's happening? I want that. 
Um, and then right. we do done for you services. So a lot of times through our different programs, we identify, Hey, like, you know, there's a visibility issue. We need to really work on SEO or, Hey, you know, we've identified that social media is taking up a lot of your time. Let's figure that out. And so we do mm-hmm. done for you services. And typically they're clients that we've worked with in other ways is how we bring most people in or referrals from those clients. And then we have full service clients. And so we are really a part of their businesses. We are, um, you know, we actually had a client who had a serious medical um, issue this, this past summer and, you know, her business just kept running because our team is her team. And so, um, you know, we, that just allowed things to really just keep moving while she was in the hospital and and dealing with that. So, you know, those are kind of three varying levels. And so those clients, um, you know, our spots are fairly limited, um, because it's so hands-on. And so that, you know, those are clients that we're we're meeting and and deciding how we can support them in, um, achieving their objectives and goals. I love it. That's awesome. What would you say that, um, you know, how does the podcast affect your business directly? Does it bring in more clients? Does it tell me a little bit about that? You know, it's interesting because you never really, you know, on social media, you know, who's commenting and stuff on your posts. Um, and with podcasting, you really are putting out your, you know, interviews and messages and stories and, and whatnot. And you don't necessarily know exactly who is listening. And so I find it very interesting when someone, you know, I'll be chatting with someone on a sales call and they'll be like, oh yeah, I was listening to your episode and blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, and so you're like, okay, so you did have like a touch point or we'll get reviews on the podcast and I won't recognize the names. You know, when you start, you, you, you get going and you're like, oh, you know who the people are. And then you're like, Hey, I don't know this person. Hey, this person is, I've never heard of this person before. And so that's when you, you realize that your message is starting to go further and that, um, you know, you're getting out into new people and, and really it's, um, the client's of ours that I don't necessarily expect that would be listening that never miss an episode. And then it's the clients that you think, Oh, you should be listening to the podcast that are not pod, but you know, they're not podcast listeners. I think right. overall though, it really does help with, um, like if we're like, if I'm trying to, you know, apply for a speaking position, like a speaking gig or whatever to refer back to the podcast, um, they get really an right. idea, a very authentic idea of, you know, what kinds of things I talk about my style, that type of thing. It's, it's really just adds to the portfolio of legitimacy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Would you say that with people coming onto book sales calls, um, or like what kind of percentage do you think are off the pot that come from the podcast? You know, we actually run a fairly comprehensive, um, I call it the content catapult, um, that really is, um, works with podcasts and our YouTube channel, and then has a fairly, um, you know, strategic elaborate retargeting piece where people are coming into our world and, um, you know, then they really are, once you're in our world, then you really can't get away from us. So, right, right. Um, you know, they may hear the podcast, but then, you know, they join the Facebook community or, you know, then they're commenting on a YouTube tutorial or something like that. And so it's, you know, they, they're, you ask them like, Hey, where did how did you connect with us? And they're always like, oh, you're everywhere. And so sometimes right. it's hard to, but I, I think it is definitely really part of that reaching the coldest audience bringing people in, um, because we do the guest episodes, we alternate, like I said. Um, so that's helping us, um, those people, when we, when we bring them on, always share their episode and whatnot. So that's helping us get into, you know, with their audience and getting in front of their crowd. We, we do lots of audio clips and stuff. Yeah. So that their audience is getting a little taste of it. Um, and, and always just with the goal of, 
bringing more people in, offering them value. And if we're a good fit, then they move ahead. Right. And there has to be that good fit, right? So with the guests that come on, um, are they often people that at some point maybe are interested in joining into your business as well? Are those the people that you're bringing on as guests or is it, tell me a little bit about the guests. Is it, what, what kind of guests are you looking for? Yeah, typically more service providers. So okay, um, we really look for people in like the mindsets, like business mindset space, um, copywriting space, operations, automation, really people that can bring value to our audience. And so one Add of the value. things we, yeah, we add end every episode with um, one tangible tip that someone, you know, one of our listeners could implement uh, this week in their business and, and truly see an impact this week. And then we always, you know, if you want to connect with this person. Um, one of our, you know, most listened to episodes from the first season of our podcast was um, a boundaries coach. And, you know, it is an episode I often feel like I refer back to when I'm working with people um, because, you know, you're bringing on these experts. I'm not an expert in boundaries, but it's so relevant to everything that people are doing. And so I can refer right. back to the episode and lots of people then go on to say like, you know, oh, I actually like joined her community or um, you know, we had Marissa Lonick on and she has uh, Mama Work It. So it's, uh, you know, basically for entrepreneurs who are juggling mom life and work life. And so people have gone on to join her because, you know, those are the experts of those specific mm-hmm. areas. And so, you know, the goal of having guests on is always to bring value and and um, offer our audience more, really more of of what can benefit them. Absolutely. Yeah. And bringing on those experts is perfect, right? Really get in. Yeah. And then if it can relate to what you're doing as well, you know, in some way or another, it's perfect. It's perfect. So tell me how you go about, you know, finding that dream client that joins into your programs and stuff like that, or dream customer. How do you go about doing that? You know, my, my brain is very analytical. And so going through, and, and I had zero sales experience when I left corporate. So I um, was like the VP of finance and tech. So not a lot of people did a lot of the nerd stuff and not a lot of the people stuff. And so when I started um, and I left corporate, I didn't really, I was like, I don't really know what I'm selling, but I know that I have value to bring. And so I definitely yeah. took the, the leap of faith. Um, and so you know, our, our clients, because we offer so many different ways to work with us and the focus is always on, you know, what is your objective in every business decision? What is the objective? Because, you know, it's like, oh, I want more likes on Instagram. Okay. Well, what objective does that support? Is that actually part of your business strategy or is that, you know, more of a vanity piece or, you know, all of these different pieces, keeping the objective in mind. And then we we look at, at, you know, return, um, you know, what is the cost of a particular, um, you know, what is the cost of not automating versus what is the cost of automating? And, you know, those are the types of decisions that when you break them down and they become more um, calculations rather than um, emotional decisions, it becomes very easy for people to decide, yes, I do want to work with that or no, I don't, you know, or now is not the time, you know, automating something that you do three times a year is probably not the best use of your investment because um, you don't do it frequently enough, but right. if it's something you do, you know, three days a week for 20 minutes, then um, that might be something to look at. And so, you know, people come in and we, we talk about the different services we offer and, and that's really why we've added the done for you services because it, you know, these data calculations and, and whatnot. So I call it the data-driven method is something that we talk about. 
And so, um, you know, if we highlight an area, you know, creating a beautiful website, fantastic. But if you're not getting the eyes on the website, you know, if you, if you have 10 views a month, is the beautiful website getting in front of the right people? No. So, you know, where do we need to really be working on in that moment? Well, we need to be driving traffic to the website. And that's really where the investment is needed at that time, not in, you know, bettering the website, or I think the logo should be different, or, you know, I want more blog posts, all of those, those things. Um, sure. The right blog posts that are bringing the people in. And, and so it's really, what is the objective and how are we helping you achieve that? And from there, um, you know, it's, it's really um, as much as, as big as someone can, can vision, that's really, you know, where, where you're going to go. Absolutely. Well, I love that. And you're so right. Like, you, you know, you got to target the right, the right traffic too, right? Like really get particular on who it is that you're wanting to attract, like right. your dream customers who, what kind cause I know so many people that, you know, their traffic is not quality, what they need for their business, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think that's really important to just get very clear on, on who you're targeting or your, your dream customers and stuff like that. Right. So, um, very much important. One of, the, one of the common things we see is people, um, bringing traffic in for, you know, and, and if you listen to our podcast, you know, I'm, I'm fairly anti-Instagram because mm -hmm. for, um, you know, our, most of our, our clients are service-based businesses that have a local area. And so, um, you know, if you are in any business that you need people to come to your location or you're going to your location. This could be being an electrician, a house cleaner, an organizer, a massage therapist. Like if you need to be in the same person place as your client and you are, you know, going all in on Instagram and you're getting followers from Florida and Texas and PEI and England and all of these things, these people are not, I mean, they're, they're not going to be your cut with their clients. Right, um, right. They're just, and so you know, looking at where your people are and how you're, you know, reaching those people is super key. So that, like you said, it's the right people, not just people. Right. You need those quality leads. You need, yeah. And it's really important. Like, you know, a lot of people have a lot of, at times have a lot of traffic, but it, not the right traffic, yeah. not the people who are going to, you know, for when they got to see value in your offer or, you know, be able to afford what you have to offer them. And yes. so it's just getting, yeah, like very clear on who you're looking to attract and, and getting those right people. So definitely agree. And, um, I wanted to ask you, Tiffany, what your next goal is with this podcast and how it's going to affect your business. You know, I, I have so much appreciation and gratitude for the people, the guests that were willing um, to sign up in season one, because ultimately it really was just a, this isn't, you know, this is what's happening, but there was no podcast um, at that time. There was nothing for them to refer back to. I really was fairly new to any kind of social media for, and whatnot from a business standpoint. And so, um, you know, those people that were willing to take the chance and, um, you know, be guests on the, on the podcast when they had nothing to refer back to really, those are the people I just have so much appreciation for, um, because now from, from any point on, um, and, and you, we start to see, um, you know, bigger name guests and whatnot. There was actually this season in my podcast, I had built a list of dream interviews on my podcast. And Love I had it. put out, yeah. And so I had put out um, a post about, you know, bringing guests on and whatnot. We have a, a very automated application process. 
Um, and it doesn't feel automated, but it is automated on our end. And so um, I had put it out and one of the people off of my list, my dream list, um, applied to be on the podcast. And let me tell you, there was definitely some happy dancing in the kitchen because ah! I was just like, is so exciting. And I actually messaged um, this guest. I knew through one of my clients, she had brought me, she had shared some of her content with me at one point. Okay. And so I messaged her, my client right away. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's going to be on the podcast. And she was like, she was like guessing between, I had just given the first name. And so she was like, oh, is it so-and-so or so-and-so? She's like, oh, it's probably so-and-so. And I was like, no, it's, it's the, and she was like, oh my God, that's incredible. Like she was just as excited as I was. And so that was, um, you know, I think that my goal is just to continue to um, bring great value and meet great people. And, you know, the rest, it really just all falls into place. My gosh, that's so exciting. I'm so happy you got that dream guest on and like so many more to come. Right. Um, yes. But I, I like the idea of, you know, you have your application process and how and no worries. <laughs> um, you have the application process and um, and how does it work for you? Like, do you have a very specific criteria for, you know, guests coming on, guests that apply to come on, onto the interview? How do you work that out? Yeah. So, um, we basically go through a process where they submit a fairly basic, um, you know, who are you, what do you do kind of, um, and, and really, you know, what is your Instagram handle or what is your strongest social media platform? Some people, um, you know, go are, are, LinkedIn lovers, some people, mm-hmm. YouTube. And so, you know, we go through that and before we allow, and, you know, before we're giving like a booking link or moving the process along, it really is just a, Hey, let's, let's have a peek and see if you're a fit. And even if right. that person is a great fit, does it fit with the flow of the podcast? So we, we look at, you know, who's coming up and we want to have a good balance of mindset and marketing and, you know, all of these different pieces. And so then we start to look at, you know, does this fit in? And once we go through that, um, I just, you know, mark the guest as approved or hold or hold. Um, and then from there, the automation takes them through the process. So if they are approved to be on the, on the podcast, they get, um, a little bit of, of a longer form. What is their bio, um, a headshot right. for some of the graphics, um, and then they book on the calendar. And so, um, but all of that is really the, the only part that's not automated is, is me looking through the different profiles and making sure that they're a good fit. Right. It's so important. You know, you need that right fit on your podcast. And I, we do the same thing. Like, you know, actually you you can't spend all day doing interview. Like, of course we'd love to interview everyone, um, Mm -hmm. but we don't have all the time in the day. And, you know, so for people to come on, they have to be a good fit. They have to be adding value to, as to what your, uh, your listeners are wanting, you know, and aligned with the same kind of visions and stuff like that, all that comes into play. And, you know, with our process, 80% of the people who apply to come on the interview actually get declined. And it's not because we don't want them on. We don't think it's just not the right fit for, um, what we're doing. And, uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, just getting really specific on who it is you want, um, to add value to your podcast and, um, bringing those people on. So it's interesting in the last, um, maybe six months, I get, um, you know, one to two emails a week from people who represent people who are looking for podcast, um, interviews and whatnot. 
And so they'll reach out and, Hey, I think this person might be a good guest for your podcast and whatnot. And so that's uh, none of that happens when you first get started. And so, um, you know, it's kind of like, Oh, okay. So my podcast is getting out there enough that people now are recognizing it as a place that they, you know, feel value to contribute and, and whatnot. So that always, every time I, whether the guest is a good fit or not, every time I get one of those emails, I, I just recognize that as, you know, we're doing something right and, um, keep on going. And, um, you know, sometimes we decide to delay the release of a, of an episode when it will fit best, um, into kind of the flow of the podcast, if it's been, you know, too many mindset guests and we want to, you know, add in some, something different. Um, and, and there was a couple of episodes that just didn't necessarily fit. And we ended up releasing them on, on YouTube instead, um, okay. and, and mm-hmm. did some additional video content and, and still got those out there, but they didn't necessarily fit the podcast and, and really just more from like an interview style. It really is, um, two people connecting, um, you know, and so if it's not, sometimes it, you know, you just connect better than others, whether or not that person is talented and incredible or not. Um, it's just not necessarily the same fit conversation wise. And so, you know, we always, if someone's going to take the time, we always want to make sure that we are, you know, sharing, whether that's blogging, YouTube, getting it out in different platforms, but um, selective about the podcast. I'm, I'm protective of the podcast. Just like you said, 80% of the, you know, get the, the decline, but you just, you feel a little protective of, of it. Absolutely. And, you know, their time and our time are like, is very valuable and you, you gotta, you really just gotta be productive of it. Like you said, that's the perfect word. Like, you know, yes. we don't want to waste anyone's time and not that it would be a waste of time with the people that are declined, just not the right fit. And that's okay. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Oh, excellent. Well, Tiffany, this has been absolutely amazing. You know, um, I love what you're doing and I love, I, I love that we had this conversation and really dived in into like, you know, guests and talking about juggling as a mother and everything we talked about was just great. And I know that it's going to be very relatable to the people listening. So just want to thank you for that. It was a pleasure having you on. And before we jump off, if anyone's looking to connect with you, what would be the best way? Well, we do have a podcast, <laughs> the service-based business society podcast, but we also have a Facebook community. So, um, it same thing, service-based business society on Facebook. Um, and that's a great way to connect in, you know, a more, um, conversational back and forth way. Um, otherwise our main website is botcher, B-O-T-T-C-H-E-R dot I-O. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Tiffany Ann for coming on today. Like I said, absolute pleasure. And I hope to get you back on in the future. Awesome. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure or higher entrepreneur and would like to come on just like lovely Tiffany Ann did today for an interview, please go to top100interviews.com and check out the application. We'd love to have you on as well. Thanks, everybody. And we'll see you on the next episode. Bye-bye. Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com. And then three, 
download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.